Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3 and thanks for joining us on The Breakfast Huddle. Bharati Jagdish and Ryan Huang with you. Now it was recently announced that a Singapore originated clinical biotech startup, Ohm Biosciences, has achieved the successful completion of 27 million US dollars in Series A funding. This round was led by private equity funds, including Singapore-based Everlife and globally focused health sciences investment firm Sprim Global Investments. Yeah, so 27 million dollars raised in that Series A round. So how will they use these funds to achieve their vision? The company says it will be using the monies to fuel their vision of developing a world-class biotech pipeline focus on drugging what many consider as the undruggable targets. Well, that will also include addressing the need to delay and overcome resistance to targeted drugs in oncology. Right, so to tell us more about Ohm's plans for these funds, we're joined now by Vishal Doshi. He is CEO and co-founder of Ohm Biosciences. Good morning, Vishal. Good morning, Bharti. How are you? Doing well, Vishal. Hope you are as well. Uh, now, I understand you are a Singapore-originated clinical stage biotech company focused, of course, on delivering novel targeted oncology therapies, particularly for cancers with a very clear genetic marker. But uh, Ryan was just explaining, you know, it's all about drugging what many consider undruggable targets. You've got to tell us more about what exactly you're doing, the extent of the impact of this business. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Bharti. Thank you so much uh, for inviting me over. So just to give you a little bit of background about the global oncology market landscape, uh, per se. Um, worldwide, there were estimated over 14 million new cancer cases and 8.2 million cancer deaths in the last five years or so. Of these, 57% of new cancer cases and 65% of the cancer deaths occurred in the less developed regions of the world. And half of all the new cancer cases and slightly more than half of all cancer deaths, they occur in Asia. Mm. And this really helps you understand how big of a problem this is for for a region as big as Asia. And to mark that up with the global oncology therapeutic sales, it is estimated that it is going to hit 250 billion U.S. dollars by 2024. And analysts' figures indicate that a robust 12% compound annual growth rate of the industry in the upcoming years. And Asia plays a very important role in this. Asia is on the growth trajectory, and many Asian countries are in the top 20 listings for maximum patents in biotechnology. And really, Singapore has a very unique opportunity to become that global hotspot in Asia in terms of the investments for normal and targeted cancer therapies. And I think OM is leading from the front uh, from that. And we are really excited about that. So what role do you hope to play here in this changing landscape? Well, uh, in in terms of the overall pharma model, the the traditional pharma model is you have a big uh, pharma engine that you work out of. Contrary to the traditional centralized pharma model, there has come an arising need for decentralized innovation where pharma companies are increasingly exploring collaborative and externally face-facing innovation model. And Singapore has a very unique opportunity to become that hub. Where OM comes into picture 
is exactly in the location of Singapore as well as in presenting Asia to global approach. And that's all focus on becoming that ecosystem, decentralized innovation where we work with big pharma companies, biotech companies and research institutions to really help them to advance their programs to the next stages of drug development as well. So that's where we come into picture and our focus is mainly oncology for one simple reason that oncology has the lowest likelihood of approvals. Just to give you an understanding, 9% of the drugs, they move from phase one to phase two completion. And one in 10 drugs does not even make it to phase three. Mm. We believe that this has a domino effect on the cost of the drugs and the cost of the treatment options. And ultimately, there is only one stakeholder that is paying for it, and that's the patient. And that's where OM comes at the forefront of improving this landscape by improving and reducing the speed, uh, reducing the drug development cost and increasing the speed uh, of drug development as well. So that's where OM plays a very important role in Asia by decentralizing innovation and becoming an ecosystem of decentralized innovation. Hey, Vishal, let's talk about that fundraising round series A, 27 million US dollars. Share with us the process of getting this round of funding and who might be the investors behind this latest round and what are your plans for these funds? Yeah, thank you so much, Ryan. Uh, so yes, we did announce recently that we closed a 27 million CDs A round. This round was backed by uh, two major investors. Uh, one of them is a group called Everlife. Um, group in based out of Singapore, uh, and the second investor is a global investor called Sprim Global Investment. The purposes of this funds is really to advance our major clinical stage programs that we have, and also keep our eyes open for other acquisitions that we would make for the growth of the company. Perhaps you could go into more details of those acquisitions. Moving into the future, what exactly is needed in terms of these moves as well as others in order to ensure that you can really achieve the disruption that you're looking to achieve? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so there's, there's three areas that we would focus very strongly on. Improving our therapeutics portfolio. Um, so right now we have a few drugs in our portfolio and we strongly believe that improving our chances and improving the portfolio even bigger uh, will help us achieve that ecosystem goal that we want to achieve. The second place where we will be focusing on is uh, creating a ecosystem of biomarker that we will be looking at as well. So for every drug that we have in our portfolio, we have a mandate uh, where we would would look at at biomarkers as well. And the third place where we would invest uh, and and try and uh, improve uh, uh, our presence in is utilizing uh, artificial intelligence in the space of drug discovery and drug development as well. So these would be the three key themes that we would be focusing on uh, when it comes to utilizing the funds that we have, but at the same time, the outgoing growth strategy that we have. Hey, Vishal, can you help us paint the landscape of what things are like in this business? How much competition and pressure is there in this space? And what are your plans in the coming years? Absolutely, uh, Ryan. So in terms of the competition, it's a very unique business to be in. You will see that uh, there's a lot of biotech companies developing different cancer treatments around the world. So in terms of competition, the competition is really on the intellectual property that you hold. It's not based on an indication that you treat. 
So we strongly believe that OM has a very unique proposition that the fact that we hold our own intellectual property and the IP that we have are, is unique and it's different from the rest of the companies developing around the world. What is, ma- what is of matter to note over here is what are the different targets that you're working on in oncology. And our, our positioning right now is quite unique in the sense that the targets that we are working on are considered, as you, what you said, Ryan, earlier, are considered to be undruggable. But at the same time, with the advent of precision medicine and technology, these undruggable targets are converting into druggable targets uh, in, the, in the coming years as well. So that's how I would like to probably say how the, uh, how the competition piece can be addressed because our IP is unique to the company. So not many people can copy it for the, at least for the next uh, decade or two uh, on that. I'd just like to clarify one thing here because I already sense that some people might be getting excited. You know, are we talking about a cure for cancer here? But no, right? We're not. We're just talking about therapy. Better therapies. Wouldn't it be a nice world if we can find a cure for cancer? Exactly. Uh, It would be a fantastic uh, place to be in. But at the same time, to be very realistic, uh, I think what we are looking at is if we could identify a treatment option that improves your quality of life over years on years, that is what the ultimate goal for cancer would be. Uh, at least a realistic goal for cancer would be. The moonshot, of course, is to find the cure for cancer. But just taking you at least 40, 50 years back, uh, you would have seen that there were a lot of infectious diseases that were considered to be a death sentence But 30 years, 40 years, uh, if you fast forward around about 30, 40 years, you will see that the same infectious diseases are now considered manageable and people are living much longer than what they were in the last 30, 40 years as well. So with cancer, I would like to think that the future of cancer is to, if if there is a possibility to identify cancer early, great, we should totally do that. But if there is uh, a need for a treatment option that can allow you to live a healthy life, even with cancer, that should be definitely be a realistic goal that we should all work towards. And that is what the whole industry is working towards. Without, uh, of course, keeping in mind the moonshot is to find a cure for cancer. Right, all right. Thank you very much for that, Vishal. Vishal Doshi is CEO and co-founder of Ohm Biosciences. Thanks for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Thank you so much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.